Bing bong. Welcome aboard, Gems Heat Confessions Podcast. Oh, if only all the flight attendants talk that way. You so, mean they don't? I don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jump Seat Confessions Podcast. This is one of your hosts. My name is Jordan, and I'm accompanied here by Jesse. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, I, I think some people listening already wonder what even is a Jump Seat Confession. I will tell you, it is not when you are sitting next to a priest on a plane. The priest is in the bathroom, actually. Yeah, you have to have the pardon between yeah, you. Gotta yeah, got to oh. You're the person sitting on the jump seat that's on the bathroom door. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the priest is just behind. It's yeah. fine. Well, prepare to forgive us, Father, because we have sinned. We and will continue to sin, honestly. Well, so. But an actual jump seat confession. Yeah, why don't you tell us what you I'll, think a jump seat confession what is? What I think one is. I think a jump seat confession is an episode of deep conversational intimacy that occurs between two or more flight attendants in flight uh, that usually uh, leads to profoundly deep, revealing, inspiring, or sometimes devastating uh, revelations about each other and one another's lives. And afterwards, you feel a lot closer. And these are people you probably see once a year maybe you know if the airline's small enough um but but it makes a lasting impression uh for years to come so uh that's something that exists in aviation can i tell you what my definition is i think you should okay so for me jump seat (laughs) confession is when i'm literally sitting on the jump seat like trying to mind my business and I'm reading a book. I'm like very obviously not interested. <laughs> like super obvious. Oh. I couldn't be. I couldn't be more obvious. <laughs> telling you that I don't want to talk. And they're like, "Oh my god, you'll never guess who slept with who." And I'm like, "Oh my god, here we go. The tea's hot." Yeah. <laughs> um, and me, I just couldn't be bothered. I'm like, obviously, I don't want to, uh, you know, be involved in this. But here we are. And then. <laughs> I find out, like, that their ex-husband's third cousin removed, like, slept with their sister. It's crazy. God. How did I get here? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the joy of the jump seat confession. You sometimes find out way more than you plan to. And honestly, like, I think both definitions that we gave are very accurate. Like, on one hand, you'll be having this conversation with someone, you'll literally learn... Like, their deepest, darkest secrets. They'll tell you, like, really personal, deep shit. And then on the other turn, you're just, like, listening to somebody talk about, like, how their grandma, uh, you know, had drunk sex with their husband. Yeah, I, I would draw the comparison if anyone's ever been a bartender. And you get those uh, awkward one-on-ones with those uh, the late-night alcoholics going through the worst day of their life it's like wednesday yeah you're like what are you doing yeah you know but like you don't even know this person's last name let alone maybe their first name and they're telling you about like uh an an abortion that was performed on them by a rooster in a back alley yeah like like just absurdly outlandish things that are affecting them um but the fact that they feel comfortable enough to reveal that to a stranger 
and it's I think the alcohol. I, yeah, well, in that case, it's the alcohol yeah. with the flight attendants. Well, You're literally alcohol. stuck so, in a tube with them yeah. for days at a time. Yeah, like, exactly. That's just, enough to get you to be like, you know what? I trust you enough. Like, right. I mean, they're there. You have to trust them with your life. So why not trust them with your deepest, darkest secrets? Right. And it's, it's the isolation. You know, the, the shared isolation, being away from home and each other's families and all you kind of have are each other. Uh, that, that makes a lot more sense than the drunk dude at the bar. But, but it's still that aura of comfort with someone you otherwise probably would never be close with in like any other circumstance. But honestly, the reason that we're bringing this up is because a jump seat confession is an industry term. So if you're not like a flight attendant or a pilot or something, you wouldn't know what that means. Right. Um, literally, these are just conversations that you have sitting on the jump seat, which is just the seat that the flight attendant sits in. Um, and like you, you're literally sitting on each other's laps, basically. Yeah. So you get really physically close and then yeah. emotionally. emotionally close. And the purpose of this podcast, honestly, is to just like animate those conversations and bring them into a form of a podcast. Um, really, this podcast is going to be for current flight attendants who want to, you know, share their stories with us so we can share them with you and get a laugh from relatable content. Um, also, people looking to get into the industry. I know that a lot of people do research before they do interviews and stuff like that. Wasn't me, but... Um, we just want to have that resource available. We're very real people. So we want to be able to give you both like the Mm. good parts, the benefits, the highs and the lows, if you'll say, you know, if you want to be a little punny there. Um, and then also like for people who don't care to be a flight attendant, again, me, um, but want to know what it's like, um, or want, you know, travel tips or just, I think we're funny enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, you guys can be the judge. You'll, I mean, if you've made it this far, hopefully you think we're funny. We're yeah. six minutes in and like, here we are, you know? Um, but you know, flight attendants are like very fetishized. I watch a lot of true crime and there's so many true crimes where people are like murdered in hotel rooms because they're flight attendants and someone like stalk yeah. them. Like the sky hitchhikers. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Even though I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah, it sounds. Um, you you got to some murder podcasts and how many hitchhikers get killed, and they always like the the serial killer is always some oh, trucker. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I feel like if I was a hitchhiker, I would get murdered because I would annoy them. I'd be like, so can we stop yeah. it? Can we stop off at Bucky's? I've never been. Because that's a reason to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just leave me. They'll leave me at Bucky's. Yeah. Like you know what? She'll find her way. Like, There's I'll plenty just, of food. I'll, I'll just take the truck. um but honestly we are just here to you know spill the secrets talk about again the highs and the lows um yeah again all the aviation puns um because like fergie says it is glamorous but there's also a non-glamorous side to it (laughs) and that's me because i'm messy as hell listen i'm messy I was going to say, he didn't disagree. No, no, no. I'm messy, but I'm going to also say that I'm very good at cleaning up. Mm. Like any good serial killer, you know? Oh, perfect. (laughs) I'm doing a podcast with a serial killer. I thought I was doing one with a flight attendant, but instead it's a serial. Surprise, this is actually a true crime podcast. (laughs) Surprise, Shawnee. Because I'm killing it. (laughs) 
Um, also, you know, important disclaimer, we have to add that we don't speak on behalf of any company or airline. Everything that we're going to talk about in our episodes, uh, this one and going forward, are going to be based on our own opinions, views, and experiences. So please don't sue me because I'm a flight attendant and I don't make that much money. Perfect. <laughs> so you probably are wondering who we are. Right? Who yeah. are these crazy cats? Yeah. How do we get um, into that? Yeah, yeah and even. like who, why should I trust them or listen to them? Yeah, what do they even know about flight attendants? Honestly, I don't know anything. What, what, who are these people? But who are, are, you, just who are you, Jordan? Who are you? Tell us about I? you. So I am Jordan. Hello again, everyone who wasn't already listening. Um, I. How did they get here if they weren't yeah, listening? Right. You gotta be listening to listen. get to this point. Well, I, clearly, I'm not listening. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh. I was an aspiring English major, wanted to be an English professor for a while, but after my bachelor's degree, uh, from I where? T- from Temple University. Ooh, okay. Ooh, He's a scholar. He must be from Philadelphia. What? Spoiler alert. I'm from Philadelphia. So, uh, after my degree, um, I still had the glaring pursuit of uh, a master's in the horizon and a PhD in the horizon. And it's a lot of time sitting at a desk that I'm not getting paid for. And it was just kind of fun. Look at it. It's full circle. Right, yeah. You're now sitting at a desk and not getting paid no, for no, it. It's a podcast. <laughs> well, right now. but I'm Literally paid, right now. I'm getting paid spiritually. The school okay. didn't, did, didn't pay it. my spirit bills either. So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, but it was just a lot of uh, daunting obstacles looking in the distance. I'm like, you know what? Like, I've always been a very curiosity driven person and I've always wanted to see the world like reading about the architect I don't even know shit about architecture but like just I'm just all inspired by things like the space needle or the pyramids or stuff like that like the arc and you sound like a basic I am I, I can be kind of basic but that's what that's what you degenerate into when you don't have experience my family didn't travel like that I mean we did like a road trip to Fucking New Jersey or some shit. Like, like <laughs> All the way across City. the Benjamin Franklin yeah, Bridge. You know, oh, man. Yeah, like we, we did road trips to Atlantic City. So, like, we, we didn't have a lot of miles under our belt. My parents can't really show shit. And, like, you know what? I want to see the world, uh, or at least as much of it as possible, uh, without paying for it. So, I was considering... Um, Joining the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's my dad. I mean, my dad like, joined the Air Force. I was so. going to say, like, that's like, uh, telling someone to join the Navy is like, dude, how gay are you? Do you want to join the Navy? Do you want to join flight attendants? Like, choose your gayness, you know? <laughs> so apparently you're flight attendant gay, which is like all the way up there. I know, that's like the gayest kind of gay, which is ironic because I'm straight. But we love them. Or am I? Uh, we I was love a flight them. attendant. We don't really we don't know, like, you know? I'll, I'll drop his uh, grinder information yeah. <laughs> in the in the description of the podcast here. So, so I was trying to be a bartender on a cruise ship. So I had a bartending experience um, while I was in college, uh, or I was trying to be a flight attendant. Both of which are industries I know nobody. I there's no one I can reach out to for insight or advice, um, or like you know just any kind of real scoop beyond. 
like a personality profile. It's like, oh, Jordan, you're so well-spoken. You're so funny. You're such a personable person. You'd be great as a flight attendant. That's really the depth of it, you know? Which, like, somebody would come up to me and be like, oh, my God, like, you're so smart. You should be a professor. And I'm like, yeah. you literally don't know me. Like, I dress <laughs> like I'm homeless. Like, just because I have a brain. You're like, oh, yeah, you know what you could teach. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. that's all it takes here, but... I mean, if you see how shitty a lot of these parents are, like, that's yeah. the only uh, bar that they need checks. So it's like, hey, she can read a book. <laughs> she can teach my kids. Oh, listen. You know? <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Right? Someone's got to. So, um, and that was about seven years ago. Um, and I, I, I applied to a bunch of different airlines and a bunch of different cruise companies as well. Um, my hiring process was actually, uh, pretty long. Um, I did, I phone interview in, in August and then another phone interview in October. And then they invited me for the real life interview for December. So it was over the course of numerous months and I'd started applying in May. So I didn't even hear from them until August. So jumping around that timeline is really strenuous and annoying for me uh, but I got I did get hired on the spot and invited to training uh, a month and a half later so bang bang and I was a flight attendant for about six and a half years you say was was as in past tense I am no longer a flight attendant but I will say and you will learn as you listen to this podcast that I have a very very storied career and I've experienced things many flight attendants with a 20-plus career don't ever experience. So I like to believe I have the, the, the full retirement package bunched into that six-year package. Minus the benefits. Minus the benefits. The best part. Yeah, All the lost. trauma, none of the benefits. Yeah. I, I mean, I got the wisdom of it. I've got, you know. You've got the, the therapist. I've gotten the therapist. Uh, yeah, but... uh. There's, there's going to be a lot of very, very fun tea I think a lot of our viewers are going to enjoy uh, from my, my tiny career. Tiny, I mean, six years is a long time. Like a uh, four-day trip is a long time. Yeah. Like six years, yeah. yikes. You don't, you don't realize how long four days is, let alone six years when you're gone all the time. You know, um, travel industry, every relationship in your life becomes a distance relationship. And we will delve into that in uh, future episodes as well. But that's the gist of, of me and my insight and, and my relation to this industry. What about you, Jess? Tell the people about Jess. My name is Jess and girl? I'm an alcoholic. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, duh. Um, <laughs> jump seat confession. Yikes. I, I don't trust a, a super sober flight attendant. I don't know. Well, we, yikes. We Here we are. <laughs> um, anyways... I'm getting called out right now. Um, so my name's Jess. I've been a flight attendant for four and a half years. <laughs> I'm still a flight attendant. Um, I never wanted to be a flight attendant, but here we are four and a half years later still doing the thing. Um, I went to school for hotel management, and after I graduated, I was like every other basic bitch who... Goes to school so for hotel me. management. So you, you started looking at the Space Needle. Like, um... <laughs> no, I did the Disney College program, <laughs> which is even worse. Um, 
and it's then a way to get culture. Yeah, you know, I, I see, I see enough cut. I gotta go all around the world over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I worked at Animal Kingdom Lodge, so it was basically yeah. like I explored all of the continent of Africa. Um, <laughs> got my heart broken after uh, a couple months, so I left, Ooh. and then I missed my friends, so I moved back to Florida. I worked at SeaWorld, and then I got fired, even though I had already quit, so that was fun. And then I worked at Universal. <laughs> Retrospect much? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I, they called me, and they're like, literally, uh, you're fired because you haven't showed up to your shift. I was like, I quit two weeks ago. So you got, like, what? Anyways, um, so then my one of my friends that I met at Disney was a flight attendant. She's like, oh, my God, you should apply. So I did... And here That's we it. are. Just you gave into peer pressure. Yeah. After one try. Honestly, yeah. Ugh. I applied for two airlines, but one of the airlines that I applied for was Delta. And it was mm. like right when they changed their application process. Mm. So I'm like, I don't even think it ever went through. Because I'm pretty sure if I logged into like the old career website, it would still say it's pending. Oh, really? Like, and I never heard anything from them. <laughs> but that's fine. Like, I can't make the Delta difference. I can't deal with first class passengers. Are you kidding me? Like, um, so, there's not enough ice in my iced coffee. Where's my champagne? I ordered a Coco Frappa Mocha Yum Yum, and this is lacking mocha. This is lacking yum yum. <laughs> this is disgusting, actually. Um, so yeah, so that's basically who I am. I'm still a flight attendant, and I have worn many hats uh, with my company, which I don't speak for. Um, I just want to. I are. just want to reiterate that. Yeah, are. I have no idea what company I even work for. Yeah. I just show up and hopefully they'll take me somewhere. No, that's one way to clock. That's better than most of us. Passengers will yeah. literally be like, "Oh, this is the flight to Fort Myers." I'm like, I have no control over that. I'm not <laughs> flying a plane. I'm just here to make sure no one dies and they get you Coke. That's for sale. It's not even we free sell, Coke. We sell it. We sell in Coke. Oh, oh, not not that kind of Coke. Like Coca-Cola. Oh, Sponsor us, just, Coca-Cola. First class Columbia. Listen. We're getting crazy. Getting crazy up in here. <sighs> um, yeah, so that's a little bit who we are. Hopefully you're still entertained up to this point. I think that going forward episodes will be more entertaining. No, we'll I, have I like was, actual overwhelmed. stories. You know, I had my, this, this heart and soul desire to travel and adventure. Thing. You just gave into peer pressure. Well, yeah. like I said, I went to school for hotel <laughs> management. And then when I managed a hotel, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> like, I like to stay in hotels. Mm. <laughs> um, but to be in charge of one, thanks. But no thanks. I'm going to go. And I literally left. Like, it just, it's not for me. I don't know. Like, if that if that's your life, perfect. Love that for you. But also, like I said, I've been a flight attendant for four and a half years, and you'll hear me complain about it more than I say good things about it. So I don't know. I just think maybe I'm never gonna be happy in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still believe in you. Um, I I look back. I like um, talking shit, so this is a great start for that. I, I want to say that looking back now as a non-flight attendant, I do recall most things fondly. Uh, I do remember why I left, uh, and I do remember some of the obstacles, uh, not just with the passengers, we'll go into what things were like during COVID, mm. with the masks, and 
that total shit show. But just also battles with bureaucracy and just time management and emotional management with all this shit. Like, there's a lot of things I didn't miss. I, I know that before my career ended, I uh, had a lot of bad things to say about the lifestyle and the life I was living. So like when things ended, I was mentally already gone. And then after, I want to say a few months of recovery, now I remember everything fondly. Like any abused <laughs> childhood. Like you sound like you're you know? like a recovering drug Yeah, like, 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 like any abused childhood, you know, uh, even though it was abusive, you turned out pretty cool and you look back fondly, you know, yeah. despite the abuse and stuff like that. <laughs> That's how I feel about aviation. <laughs> well, and I feel like, again, like the airline that I work for does not have like first class or anything like like we literally don't do anything. Like no, speak for yourself. You do more. That was great. I mean, also, also, me and Jesse uh, met in the airline. That's how. That's how we met. So oh we, yeah. We, were, we we started off as colleagues. I was not some stranger peer pressuring her to to join a podcast, and then she just. I was on. a stranger she peer pressuring the, him into yeah. joining. <laughs> <laughs> but she and I uh, we were colleagues. And just immediately hit it off. Poor colleagues turn besties. Turn besties. Oh, besties. But no, like we literally don't do anything, and I feel like my brain is just crumbling into mm. nothing. Using that word, we a lot. But well, we don't right. do anything. Listen, I was the man. This is the I easiest job dude. in the world for me. Like <laughs> after you take off, you do service, and then like every fifteen or twenty minutes, one of the four or five of you does a trash run. Other mm. than that, you're mostly just sitting there, mm-hmm. unless you have like a medical emergency or something. I mean, I can be entertaining. It just, it, it depends on the vibes of the passengers. Right. If they're giving off bad vibes, I'm going to give off bad vibes too. Nah, I, gotta, I smother their bad vibes with my good vibes. For me, I'm That's like... I was, I was almost always the, the lead flight attendant, the person that you, the first flight attendant you see when you're entering the plane. Hi, welcome aboard. Welcome to the party. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Meanwhile, Welcome, you know, like, meanwhile, I'm in the Jesse's back in and the I'm back. like, they're like, can I use the bathroom? Like, was there not just one in the terminal? We're literally boarding. You're the second person on. You could have just went. And then they're like sitting there pulling the cigarette thing. trying to. I'm like, turn the silver handle and pull. Like, just oh, like any other door. devoted to that. Like, any how other door. hard lavatory doors are to open. Like, that seems to be an enigma. Most people cannot crack. So it's like, you're up here, you're like, oh my God, kids, do you want to see the pilot? And I'm over here, I'm like, turn the silver handle and pour it to you. Pull it towards you. Silver handle. The silver, no, silver listen, handle. I'm, I'm out here uh, helping with bags. and That's another thing that uh, needs to be demystified, um, you know, because I think uh, flight attendants are often dismissed as like over-glorified baristas. Um, and... I'm not lifting especially, your bag. Especially when it, as I was going into about lifting bags. That's what I was saying. I work. I was that dude. I'm offering to help people with bags, especially older people, uh, frail people, people with height deficiency. God knows I ain't, I ain't tall, but, uh, but I got that. Height deficiency. I, I got that lift. like that. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I got to show love to my little people. You know, they're, they're on the plane too. Um, but, you know, I'm always offering excess services like that, especially mothers with multiple kids. Yeah, no one told you to have all them damn kids. However, you're here. You're a guest on my plane. I'm here to spoil you. Um, so that was that was more my ethic. But a lot of 
passengers think that that's what you're supposed to do. No, no, that was me going above and beyond. Yeah, that's and not me. Exactly. And, and it, if lot, I get injured people, lifting yeah. your bag, I don't get exactly. OJI for that. That's what I was going into. That passengers think that it's our job to lift their shit. And if we get hurt lifting, you should have shit, checked it. That's the ramper's yeah, job. That's exactly. not my job. Yeah. So, so they don't they, they don't realize how great I am going above and beyond lifting their shit. That they think that's the the basic, and then everyone else is slacking. But the truth is, flight attendants are not supposed to help you with your bags. Which, right. when we can cheer you on while you you lift it up. Maybe we can help, with, like you I know, can guide rub, your, you. rub your back and guide you to where to put it. You know, course, I, I can guide you where to put it by closing all of the other bins that are closed, mm-hmm. but you're still going to go for the closed yeah. bins rather than the <laughs> open ones. I know. It's like seeing a bunch of like, like just handicapped people look at it. It's like an IQ test, how to fit this bag into where it's like. Like those little games as a kid. You don't want to be mean because you're the host of the plane. But at the same time, it's also like, dude. It's like, do you not remember those games yeah. as a kid where it's like a little block and you have to put the shapes into the block in exactly. the hole that the shape yeah. fits It's like in. an IQ test for baby monkeys. It's literally just yeah. like that. Or like Tetris. Like play <laughs> Tetris as an adult. You can figure it out. I promise. Right. Like if, if it's not going to fit, babe. It's just not going to fit. But that's... That's... Again, I could just go on and on. Right. I do love my job in some aspects. <laughs> but um people are like I swear when you wake up and you're like yeah I have to go to the airport your brain just like short wires and stops yeah I think that's also just the repetition because we're in and out of so many airports so often it, it short circuits something it, it's almost like you're walking through a a Field of shower curtains, as weird as that sounds. Like okay, I don't get that analogy, but we'll okay. go with it. Like as you know, shower you just slide into the lab, all the sliding doors. Take it back now, y'all. Yeah, you know, like one hop this time. <laughs> <laughs> slide to the left. Yeah, um, and there's this almost a toxic feeling of familiarity with any airport you enter, and it's like that's when it's like shower curtains, different colors. Like oh, this one's Atlanta. This one's Fort Myers, this one's LaGuardia, this one's Philly, this one's Cancun. You're naming like the grossest airports. Uh, All I said was Atlanta and LaGuardia. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say my, uh, Miami, and that's the fucking worst. I think Atlanta's that the worst is, for me. If Fight Club was an airport, it would be Miami. See, for me, I'm like, it doesn't matter what time I get to Atlanta, the train is always down and I have to walk 12 oh miles God. to get it's, out of the airport. And it's, uh, what I, it, Atlanta's not even a fucking airport. It's... Five airports smushed together with one shitty train uniting them. With a Delta sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, we're running out of time here, but we just want to give you some, like, I guess... A, a gist of what we'll be talking about in the, in the future. And, like, how we kind yeah. of want this platform to run. Right. So, um... Obviously, some stuff we'll be talking about is, like, what happens on layovers, how to get a job as a flight attendant, like, day-to-day stuff, pay, potential side hustles. Yeah, you know, like, like travel tips in, in general. Sure. Of course, we'll be divulging, you know, 
funny stories, sad stories, the kinds of people you work with, the kinds of people you're going to be interacting with and serving, the bureaucratic industry drama. I don't have any sad stories. Oh, yes, you do. We'll, we'll, we'll get into those. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, but it's, you know, also, uh, we're also going to bring in our, our beloved pilots on occasion. We'll try to get uh, some pilot speakers as well because there's a lot of constant uh, commingling, co-working. Or even like other... pilots in general. And other people in the industry. I mean, right. even like maybe gate agents gate or something agents, like rappers, that. Gate like... absolutely, yeah. You know, but, but I mean, pilots are, they're usually on the trips with us. But there's an intimate, intimate understanding there. Sometimes that, that too intimate, with. depending on the person. Oh yeah. Sometimes Nasty. too intimate. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll make sure to di- discuss that too. Like the, the infamous disappearing wedding rings on layovers. Mm. That's a uh, pilot staple. You know? <laughs> I mean, flight attendants aren't much better, but pilots... I just, right, like, exactly. And, and as again, a flight attendant, the word pilot, I'm like, ugh. Again, and just to reiterate, you know, these are personal anecdotal stories, but I will just contend, like, a lot of the uh, stereotypes that you might hear about flight attendants, pilots, of course, that doesn't apply to everyone. But... Me. I, I wish you could see I'm raising my but, hand. That is not me. But those stereotypes do not come out of thin air. And we will uh, delve into that. And, and also just uh, unique experiences. Like it just, you know, this is the industry with the most amount of LGBTQ members. Uh, I'm, it's I'm very Puerto- diverse. Yeah. Well, in like, general. Well, yeah. Well, it depends on where you're at. Because again, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican and I'm, and I'm from Philly. Uh, there is also a unique experience being a brown flight attendant, maybe on a flight to, I don't know, Nebraska, when <laughs> every single passenger is white and, and every old. flight attendant's an old white person as well, and what that experience can be like as well. So, again, we we have a mountain of 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 material to delve into, and ideally keep you all entertained. But also more importantly, like we want to keep the podcast interactive. So we want to be able to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, we do have an Instagram. The Instagram mm-hmm. handle is um, jumpseat underscore confessions pod. Again, that's jumpseat underscore confessions pod. Um, and we really want to use that as a place for you to message us, share your stories. Um yeah. Send us suggestions for things you want us to talk about. Obviously, you can kind of get, like, we could just talk for hours. We do. Um, But even though this podcast is a way for us to, like, vent and serve as a way of us to get our stories out to you, we want to be able to keep our weekly 30-weighted episodes um, curated to what you guys want to listen to, what, you know, topics are interesting to you, information that you want right essentially and, and uh, we are uh, again like this is an opinion based stuff however i know some of you might be d- dying to troll and we'll be more than happy to clarify whenever if we ever relay information that's potentially inaccurate maybe we're like faa or department of transportation or crap like that uh, whatever a colloquial term in an airline and you you might be a technician or an engineer on an aircraft and you want to chime in with a technical update please feel free to message us as well yeah because i mean yeah. we're just we're just basically yeah, sky waitresses all right <laughs> we're sky waitresses so um but yeah that's gonna be it for episode one thank you for tuning in everybody we look to see you again on our next episode
well, not see you because this is literally a podcast. I'll but see you. We'll see you next week. We'll oh, shoot. With, I said it too. I'll see you All with right. my heart. XOXO. Gossip girl. Heart emoji.